is the Entertainment Beyond Podcast with your host Jensen Dean Jackson and Alan Weinstein, bringing you all things relevant in pop culture and entertainment. We will be with you weekly, at least, talking about movies, politics, music, and all things in between. So check us out. See you next week. Same bad time, same bad station. Holy fucking shit, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode with your one and only host with the most friendliest ghosts, just playing, I don't have any ghosts that are friends of mine, Jensen, the beautiful and majestic motherfucking Dean Jackson coming at you live, jive, and dancing like a turkey. Uh, Today's podcast, I'm going to focus on the movie called Freaky. It was originally going to be titled Freaky Friday the 13th, I believe. Uh, It's from the same creative mind behind the movies Happy Death Day and Happy Death Day to You. And if you are like me, a creative mind yourself, when you watch this movie, you will think to yourself, well, shit, here we go. Freaky Death Day. A little bit of tree, a little bit of uh, Millie or whatever the fuck her name is. A Freaky Death Day. But... That's that's future tense. This is present tense we're talking about here, people. This is serious business, man. This is day one-ish, baby. Okay? Don't be sleeping on me now. I know Alan Weinstein is around, and you're probably thinking, I was enjoying a lot more when I had to put up with less of that bald fuck, and I can really just be entertained by Alan Weinstein. But hot damn it, you've got me. It's just me and you, baby girl. Just me and you until the end of the year, baby. So don't sleep on me. Let's just get through this. Let's have fun. We used to have fun. You remember when we used to have fun? God damn, that sounds like something that a divorced, someone who's getting a divorce would say to someone else that they're divorcing. You remember when we used to have fun? Fuck, that just made me depressed. I've never even been married. But anyways, people, we're getting a little bit off topic. If you know my steez, then you know that I want to start out with a clip that just kind of illuminates the whole movie. And in this case, this clip illuminates the the genius that is Vince Vaughn. And a lot of people don't give this man enough credit, but he's after watching this movie, I knew going into it was either he wasn't going to be able to deliver or he was going to be able to deliver in terms of um, quality acting. And with this clip I'm about to play for you... Uh, this kind of just says it all for me in terms of Vince Vaughn, like he really, really brought it. So let's go ahead and roll the clip, monkeys. Hell, hell, Blissfield High, chomp, chomp, chomps, our battle cry. When our beavers come to fight, feel our glory and our might. Yeah. What's your favorite movie? I tell people it's Eternal Sunshine, but it's Pitch Perfect too. TV show? Sabrina. Favorite snack? Triple Berry Gushers. 
Who's your biggest crush? Booker Hooker. <laughs> Shake, bitches. That is, uh, in my opinion, the best scene in the movie. There's always a scene in every body swap movie where a character or two has to prove that they're who they say that they are. And, you know, it has to reveal something that only they would know. The thing that's amazing about this movie, and I, I should always put up a spoiler warning, but I always forget to say that or post it in my things, but you should know by now. If you're looking at a review or someone's insights or opinions on any type of media, video games, to magazines, to books, to movies, to TV, spoilers are always going to be um, fair play. But the thing I like about this movie is that it does so much with its runtime. First of all, you've got a very richly established character who uh, is a homage to slasher movies of past. Um, there's one kill in particular where he straight up, uh, apes the, uh, kill scene in the original Halloween movie, the one that it started at all, uh, stabbing someone and then tilting his head to the side and looking at it straight up homage to John Carpenter and the shape. And, um, this movie both manages to pack a lot of heart and a lot of fucking gore like this movie is very very gory if you are a huge fan of horror movies the slashers as i am especially the slasher genre then you're just going to be wetting your whistle all over the place with this movie so to speak because it's so blood soaked i had i didn't there's a couple of the kills there's there's a kill in um i don't i'm not gonna spoil it for you but there's a kill in a woodshop class with her teacher which is just uh Everything surrounding that scenario is like bonkers, bizonkers, like what the fuck times a thousand. Uh, special, special uh, mention and honors go to, uh, well, first of all, I really got to tip my fucking hat to Vince Vaughn. I, I thought to myself when I saw the trailer, um, I was waiting for him like I ain't going to no motherfucking theater uh, during a pandemic, even if it is to see Vince Vaughn play uh make believe like he's a fucking 16 or 17 year old high school girl trapped in a fucking mid forties to early fifties, uh, serial killer's body. I am venturing out to no movie theater. I want to wait for it to come to me. And, but I kept thinking like either he nails this or he doesn't like, there is not going to be an in between where there's subtleties of brilliance, uh, layered with, um, aromas of stagnant or stagnation, whatever you want to call it. But Vince Vaughn fucking nails it. This guy has got some fucking range on him. I mean, it takes, it takes a lot to be convincing that you are, uh, you have the, the mindset, the spirit and the soul of a, uh, of a teenage girl trapped inside of your body. Like, uh, it takes a lot. You know, there have been lots of, well, not lots of, the body swap 
genre, subgenre is uh, not very vast, but it's more convincing than um, the fuck was that name of the movie with Jamie Lee Curtis and Lindsay Lohan. I can't think of it, but the the oh, Freaky Friday, right? I I think so. Yeah, Freaky Friday, I believe. Not as convincing as this. And then I also have to in in a uh, in a mirror mirror position. I gotta give my hat to the young lady who played Millie, having to carry most of the um uh, what they and and in this universe is they have a place called Blissfield. Bay or somewhere like that, Blissfield Bay or something like that, and the serial killer's name is a Blissfield Butcher. So for the entire movie, you know, from about minute I'd say twenty or maybe minute thirty on, uh, the young actress playing Millie is uh, portraying Millie as the Blissfield Butcher, um, and I got to get my hat off to her. It's a very strong performance. Um, there are, there are things that they do with being quieter than a, than a fucking cat in terms of just her stalking people. Um, oh my God, it's just, it's such a fucking bloody movie. It's a bloody good movie though, is what I'm trying to get across to you people. It's a good flick. I, I fully enjoy it. Uh, I was talking earlier about, uh, Freaky Death Day or I guess you could call it Freaky Death Day to you, but since this is from uh, the same director, or the same mind, creator as Freaky Death Day and Freaky Death Day to you, uh, once you watch uh, Freaky, and I said Freaky Death Day and Freaky Death Day to you, I meant Happy Death Day and Happy Death Day to you. I'm already calling it by the fake... uh, name I gave it for the mashup movie that's not even a real thing yet that we know of. But uh, the thing about both of these movies, they, they got to be in the same universe. They, they both are in these small, random-ass towns that you know there's no way in hell. Like, where would that be in, the, in America? Uh, your picturesque town. Where exactly would that be on a map? Can you show me? You can't? Okay. Okay, I gotcha. But they both have the same, you know, weird, like, gory background, but you dress it up and make it look pretty with humor and heart and and soul. And I, I could totally see, I mean, I don't know how, because uh, there's a twist at the end of the movie where the Blissfield Butcher is butchered. By three women, uh, the mom, the sister, and the younger sister, and that's one of the things that they don't really do a good job of um, conveying to you till like later on in the movie is that. So when you meet the family, you meet Millie and her mom. You meet another woman, curly hair, you know, long. Uh, blonde, long, tall, blondie. And in my mind, the way it was coming off the uh, the exchange of conversation and whatnot, it, I thought that Millie had two moms. 
it wasn't until I found out later, later on, that the cop in the family was her older sister. Because her mom says something about it hasn't been the same since your, and then doesn't continue. So I thought their their dynamic to me read more as like not mother daughter, and uh, it read more like uh, wife wife. I don't know, maybe I'm just bad at reading things sometimes, but that's how it came across to me. So I was really confused. It was like, oh, it's her sister. I was like, ugh. Why was I thinking like they weren't very clear? You weren't. Why weren't you more clear with me, Maureen? as Dennis Reynolds would say. Uh, <laughs> there's another, the, my, my, my other favorite scene, besides the one where uh, Millie proves that it's Millie and not old-ass Vince Vaughn, is when they're running from the cops and they end up going to a thrift store, some type of store, and they're looking for a disguise. So what do they pick? They pick an a, a fucking Aaron Rodgers Halloween mask, which is, I mean, that's just a sweet, sweet uh, bit of a coincidence because I'm a huge Green Bay Packers fan. Obviously, I, I like Aaron Rodgers, fantastic quarterback. Uh, we're number one in the NFC right now, and you guys can kiss our collective asses. Sorry, I got a little sidetracked and start talking about sports, get a little competitive and a little shit talky. So I'm sorry about that, but if your team's not the Green Bay Packers, you're not number one in the NFC right now. Just quoting facts to you. Just kicking you straight facts. Uh, sugar lumps. But anyways, uh, so yeah, they find a fucking Aaron Rodgers mask, and it's fucking hilarious. Let me, actually, I can pull up a little clip for you guys, if you want to just give me one second. Aaron Rodgers, no. Famous quarterback, Green Bay Packers. Even I know that. You know, I hate sports. She's terrified. I can't breathe. That's all we had time to grab. Your sister's on her ass. Let's go. I can't see shit. Holy cow, shit is. Nyla, drive. I'm trolling and stuff. Somebody's got to know who the butcher is. And it's more of a, you know, so you heard, you heard the scene. It's more of a, I guess seeing it is a little bit better for the gag to fully work, but it's fucking hilarious. And the thing is, I was uh, on my way to work one night watching this and, you know, I wanted to see the movie. I knew I was covering it for my podcast. And so here I am watching that scene and trying so hard to cover my fucking mouth and not laugh so loud because (laughs) just thinking about it right now is funny. Just the thought of (laughs) just the thought of fucking Vince Vaughn wearing a, a legitimately creepy Aaron Rodgers mask and fumbling the fuck around and then muttering the words, how do serial killers do this? <laughs> it's funny. I'm sorry. I'm trying to maintain my composure. It's it's funny as shit, though. <clears throat> it's funny. <laughs> so. I 
I do think that there's the, the, the twist that I mentioned at the end. If I hadn't said it before, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. But the twist at the end where the Blissfield Butcher escapes after he'd been shot a couple times, kind of a Michael Myers-like move, after he'd been shot a couple times, escapes the ambulance that's transporting him, and then goes back around to try to kill the uh, mother and two daughters, and they fucking brutally kill his ass. And uh, it is a bit shocking. So that's the only way I couldn't really couldn't really see... Um, you know, here I am spitballing takes for a fucking property in some movies that I'm going to have nothing to do with. But it, for me, if, if we're going to go full bore, full tilt into the um, freaky death day to you, then, uh, like, how do you, you want to have a, a mixture? So how would that work out? Like, would it, would it be something like where Tree and Millie switch bodies and they have to figure out the respective, you know, like say there's a, um, you take the components of Happy Death Day and that is the, the blueprint, the kind of the over, the overarching narrative for Freaky is the live, die, repeat of Happy Death Day. But then you take that and you inject it with the freaky aspect, which is injecting the body swap into the um, live-die-repeat of it all. So that you get a body swap, live-die-repeat type scenario. Which would even it would probably be a, lo- a little bit more impactful to have Millie, who is not an established college student, hasn't, you know, for lack of a better reference hasn't been well-traveled, the world hasn't really discovered who she is, and then having to deal with something as fucked up as living, dying, and repeating the cycle, repeat the sequel, you know? I don't know how that would work. I, I, I'm kind of disappointed. I, I liked uh, the, the, the casual braveness that they had in breaking... Um, traditional mold and trying something new in the sequel. I I liked that, you know, happy death day was good, but you couldn't do that particular type of situation over and over again. I I liked that they, they, I, I liked that, you know, the concept of happy death day to you fully fleshed out the fact that she was able to live that repeat because I'm sorry, but something about fucking cupcakes, like you find out like how is she able to live this over and over again? It's like, oh yeah, she ate these fucking poisoned cupcakes and that's what like come on. Like I, I'm real I, I'm fully mentally capable of submerging myself in in the pool of thought of science fiction. And a lot of people out there shit talkers is a guy on YouTube, uh, I think his name is Chris or something, he, he does a YouTube channel called 3C Films, and he's uh, not the biggest supporter of Happy Death Day to you, but I would say that art is always going to be subjective, and it is in the, beho- and it, it is in the eye of the beholder what value that art holds to them. 
Some people might not like the art. Other people may love the art. I I love both the movies, and I'm disappointed that the creator of Freaky is kind of stalled on on completing the uh, <clears throat> the uh, the circle, so to speak, in, in in Star Wars terms, if you will. So I could see a scenario where Freaky serves as a backdoor entrance into getting a sequel, uh, Happy Death Day three. But yeah, you guys, um, you know, I don't want to make these podcasts too long. Like I've always said, I, I can, you know, it's different for me when I have a co-host or a guest host. I can, you know, not, it's not that I don't want to hang out with you guys and talk for longer. It's just that it's a, it's a bit more challenging when you have no sounding board, you know, have no, nobody to bounce your ideas off of. But I think you guys still kind of enjoy, uh, these uh these different podcast episodes and look forward to joining me on the next one guys i think the next episode might be a year end wrap might talk about some things might not talk about some things or we might do another movie uh podcast um if you listen to past prog podcasts or you know anything about me, you know that I am like Alan Weinstein. I'm a huge pothead. I'm a huge Harry Potter fan. Uh, House Slytherin for me, though. I break with tradition of everybody else. Kiss my ass. Just because you're in House Slytherin doesn't make you a bad guy. And the number one quality of being a Slytherin is cunning. And if there's anything else besides being smart, sexy, and funny than I am, it's cunning. Uh, I don't want to be a Gryffindor. Uh, Potter can suck it. How Slytherin for life, bitch. Um, yeah, but that being said, I got bored over the weekend and I watched the Twilight Saga. You know, I've got I've got uh, Amazon Prime. It's free. All I got to do is pay for my phone bill every month and I get free Prime. So they had the Twilight Saga. And if, like I said, if you listen to my past podcasts, oh, I'm sorry, let me back up a minute before I divulge this. Uh, so, um, I believe the, our, our puff rating system is uh, five puffs, and I'm going to give this movie uh, five puffs, my my rating system. I, I absolutely adore this movie. It's got a lot of heart. Vince Vaughn brings it home for me. Fantastic fucking actor. Uh, the, forgive me, I can't remember her name. The, the young actress who plays Millie is a fantastic actor. And yeah, I give the movie five puffs straight up. I think it's something if you enjoy slashers, you enjoy comedies, you enjoy... Uh, bloody disgusting things, you're going to enjoy this movie. I'd say it's on VOD. Uh, I believe you should be able to purchase it on DVD, Blu-ray, maybe by the end of the month. Right now it's on VOD. <clears throat> I would say go check it out. However, whatever avenue you take to get to it, uh, get there. Okay. All right. Sorry. Now to fast forward it back to what I was talking about. I, I watched the Twilight movies and, uh, I know in the past, I, I now don't get me wrong, I, I have gained a new perspective in the midst of the pandemic and trying IPAs. You know, I'm, I'm trying to be more open-minded. And so I thought, hey, you know, let's watch this shitty media 
you're bored, uh, there is not really anything else for you to watch. Uh, check it out. <clears throat> so I did, and I gained a new perspective. And maybe I'll hit you up style with that new perspective uh, in a later podcast. But for now, ladies and gentlemen, I must bid you adieu. Farewell. Good night. Avidasen. You know, a little bit of uh, Sound of Music. What, you guys didn't think that I knew about the motherfucking Sound of Music, man? I was adopted by white people. Come on, man. They tried to culture my ass as much as they could. And by culture, I mean just wash all the black out of me. I'm just kind of joking. But I'll catch you on the flip side, you guys. Thank you for listening, as always. And goodbye.